When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast. Brian Robb, Michael Pina, I'm Rich Levine. The Celtics are back making their preseason debut on Tuesday night in Philly. We'll get to all those overreactions shortly, but first, guys, we got some big news. Uh, Mike, do you want to make the announcement? No, actually, let me make the announcement. You've already made the announcement on Twitter, but Mm -hmm. I just want to read from a press release that I received in my and my text messages recently. Uh, Michael Pina, Ari, the co-host of our popular NBA podcast. This is from Sports Illustrated. Uh, Michael is joining the staff as a writer and reporter. Michael Pina, congratulations. New job at Sports Illustrated. We are very proud and excited for you. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm excited too. You know, it's, it's cool. It's a great way to, uh, to end 2020 and start 2021 with really good vibes and uh yeah working is cool having a job is nice i am i'm excited for it one thing i wanted to bring i know bureau was very excited about this that we're going to get this to you on the uh on the nba videos that they do at sports Street. so every, <laughs> everyone loves seeing your vo- hearing your voice so much they're now uh-huh. going to get to see your face on the regular talking they about are you. they're Hopefully so lucky. wearing this sweatshirt yeah, I don't think anyone can see. We keep talking about what we're wearing on these videos with our Zoom calls with each other and no one can see, but I am wearing a beautiful um, crew neck of the 96 All-Star Game with the logo. It's teal. People can Google it if you haven't seen it. It's just it's the best All-Star weekend logo in NBA history. And calling it a crew neck is very GQ of you because I would just call that a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Fair, very fair, very fair. But in all seriousness, this was the, the best move of the NBA offseason, Mike at SI, who has already done great work for them there, but now we get to see it week after week after week. So um, Day after day after day. Day after day after day, yeah. So what, January 1st, I'm, I'm going to give him an applause. Yeah, we're going to give it. It's an app- winning place, official. Round of applause. Yeah, thank we're you. so proud of you, Mike. Um, <laughs> thank you, guys. Day one is, is January 1st. Is, is that the... That is correct. Yes. So when so when's the first Celtics deep dive here? Are we thinking like the second or? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I wonder just what the limitations are going to be with me um, writing about the Celtics there because I'm very unprofessional when I do. So I'm gonna like get comfortable for a little bit and then just dive in, uh, give my my Peyton Pritchard cover story pitch. Uh, I'll wait for February <laughs> to do that. All right, uh, so that, that's fair. B-Rob, B- so the game in Philadelphia last night, we'll get to that. We don't want to talk too much about game one of the, of the preseason. But uh, there was some media access uh, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon. Yes. Who talked? Bre- Brad Stevens, was that the only uh, we, we talked to And we talked to Jason Tatum and Aaron Neesmith on Wednesday. Oh. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, Neesmith, that was the first time we talked to him um, since he played last night. I guess let's start with him. I think here he didn't – preseason games don't matter, but he did not play – the first half of last night's game. Um, so Rich, I know you had a statement there in terms of a potential 
overreaction or is it an overreaction to think that he is he is not going to be in the rotation to start the season or is yeah. that a, is that a stretch well to start the season maybe because the start season starts tomorrow basically uh it seems like he's certainly gonna have to play himself i don't want to say at the shape but like into that nba mentality of actually playing again he hadn't played in the game since january of any kind yeah and now you're going you're playing against the philadelphia 76ers and i guess it's understandable that brad wants to 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 take it slow but when he did get in there, I was impressed. I wasn't blown away, but considering, you know, when we're talking about, okay, is this guy even going to play now because he didn't play in the first half, he came out to that three-pointer he hit. I thought that was like an NBA move. I thought he was Step aggressive. Back. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a big-time shot. And, like, he had that block on uh, on defense. He obviously he got beat to start, and then he sort of recovered with it. And I know defense is going to be part of the problem. But, like, yeah, it, it, is it an overreaction to say that he's out of the rotation to start the season? Probably not. But I, I'm i not – I'm certainly not quitting on this guy. I think that by, by month one, month two, he's in there. I think he's going to be a part of this rotation eventually. You know, this is why I don't like watching the preseason because – I make all these like really ridiculous snap judgments and I try not to. So like I made the, the Peyton Pritchard joke before. I mean, that dude is clearly going to be the MVP of the league someday, but Aaron <laughs> Neesmith, um, you know, I don't want to really re I, it was, I thought he was going to play potentially more minutes than zero in the first half. I was looking out for him. Um, so it's like, you don't, want to get too down on the fact that he didn't play the fact that Javante green got the start. You would think that the Celtics in a relatively meaningless game would want to give uh, their pseudo lottery pick uh, some experience and some minutes. Um, But at the same time, I know that the Celtics have a philosophy of you have to earn all of your playing time, which is also a good thing, I suppose. So um, you don't want to just give him something that he hasn't earned, but yeah, rich. I mean like that step back three over Ben Simmons was really good to see. He had that, um, that corner crash, like, and one put back after taco fall missed like one of the worst jump hooks I've ever seen. And (laughs) um, so it's just like seeing someone who get who got drafted for their outside shots, seeing them contribute in different ways, despite not playing in the first half, which I'm sure he was disappointed with that, like giving that effort and that energy in every minute is really good to see. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about that. And he did play 19 minutes of the 24 in the second half. So it might've just been a matter of being like, okay, we don't want to like have to balance playing 12 guys in the first half. Let's give this guy a fair run. You know, when he, when we're going to go to him, when we're resting the starters for most of the second half there, but yeah, the, the offense is real. Like again, the, the corner crash play, like you mentioned, Mike, I think stuff like that is, is crucial because you're in a, you want a guy that can also do little things if, you know, on top of just being the pure shooter and, yeah, I think there's no surprise that defense is going to be an issue um, and like it is for most rookies. And if it's just going to be a matter of him, you know, how quickly the staff and how quickly he adapts to NBA speed and, and guys tendencies. And I mean, I think, you know, we can't judge too much of that for one night, but if he can hit shots right away, then I think playing him over Shemi Ojale will should happen sooner rather than later. <laughs> B-Rob, you mentioned that Tatum spoke today. We have some breaking news. Uh, Jason Tatum is now seven foot one. Mm. Yes. So this is, um, he's also 18 years old now, not 19. <laughs> yes. Did he, uh, the, I mean, not, not the, the, the greatest start for him and Jalen. I mean, I, I, again, it's the first, let's, 
every time I bring, I bring up the game, I kind of want to punch myself in the face because it, it, it is pre- pretty meaningless. Yes. But I, the first preseason one, game, we're going to talk about it. Like the next well, one, we won't yeah. talk about this one. We'll, well, we'll kind of talk about it. There's only two, but yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one thing we can talk about, forget Tatum. Let's talk about Jalen and his, he, it's, he's going to have a harder time getting his shots. Yes. I think that he's, was, he's, he's going to have fewer open shots. Let's say that. 100%. Because this is a situation where not only are you losing Kemba, you're losing Gordo, who was willing to set you up and kind of do some unselfish things uh, with that in that starting lineup. And that is was replaced by Javante Green last night. And that's no shot Javante Green. It's just like it's a now Jalen, you're the clear cut number two. Um, and you're going to be no one's going to be cheating off you at all. If not, you're just going to see more bodies. And so I think it was a nice, honestly, Mike, I thought it was a nice reminder last night for all those guys. I think they went like him smart and Tatum went like six of 26 combined when they did far too much ISO. And that was a, I think a reminder in a game that doesn't matter that, Hey, this is, we're going to have to, you're going to have to, you know, rely on setting each other up and getting the ball moving more because you're not going to be able to do it by yourself when, you know, defenses are planning for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one game. Uh, Jalen's shot selection was pretty bad. Like you just said, B-Rob, a lot of isolation play, um, a lot of stagnation. Uh, he took some threes that he can obviously make that were pretty good looks that he just missed. Um, but, I mean, this comes back to, like, you know, Jalen really needs to evolve as a playmaker. He needs to take the blinders off whenever he gets going downhill. Um I think that I haven't looked up this stat in a little while, but I'm pretty sure going off memory that he had one of the lowest pass rates when driving to the basket um, of any player who drives at a pretty good, at a pretty high clip last season. So that's not, you know, that's not great. Um, They'll need him to make the right decisions and the right reads and not force shots because I mean, he's super athletic and he can get, um, he can create enough space basically whenever he wants, but that's just not necessarily what's right for the team uh, in all instances. So yeah, it's like, you know, you don't want to react or overreact over one game, but uh, I think that Kemba was generally missed in the offense, (laughs) particularly in the first quarter. I also think that uh, taco fault, not great for spacing in the offense. (laughs) I felt bad watching taco play last night because you want to root for the guy so badly. And there were like, maybe someone NBA, but that, that was brutal. He doesn't, he doesn't put his hands up on defense. No. I mean, that's I, really when you're, when you're seven foot seven, seven foot six, like just put your hands up. That's it. You don't have to do too much else. Yeah. You can't even do that. It's I, it's a situation guys. And I don't want to like be a negative Nancy here, but like if, if injuries or COVID hits, I don't know if Tago is going to be on this team by the end of the year, because like, if he can't, you know, that's him versus Dwight Howard is the perfect, you know, the matchup you'd think he could be able to maybe handle if he was ready this year, but he's clearly not there yet. And they just, you know, given the lack of depth in other areas of roster right now, you just might not be afford to, to have him there, especially when there's far some legitimate veteran bigs that are still on the free agent market right now that could obviously jump in and, you know, give you something. Who are some of those guys that you're thinking? Wait, is it, real quick, is Dwayne? Deadman's still yeah. a free agent. Deadman's a free agent. Taj Gibson's mm. a free agent. Um, mm. My formerly my guy Ilya Silva's a free agent. Not my guy anymore, <laughs> but like five years ago was a favorite of mine. And so, not that you want those guys on this team, but like 
if Thompson gets hurt again and, you know, t- you know Rob Williams gets hurt a lot, like, you're going to be real thin in a hurry. So, Deadman can play if he can get motivated or just stay focused or whatever, whatever it is. Like, no matter where he goes, he shows that he can play. It just, it just for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. But yeah. be willing to give him a shot. For sure. I mean, hopefully it doesn't come to that where, you know, they stay healthy. Tristan Thompson looks like he's going to be back, you know, some point in opening week. But, um, yeah, not a, not a great night for, for Taco's development. Um, what do you guys think of Rob Williams um, in terms of is – are we – was there, I mean, what's their overreaction here? I mean, it was a bad night. Is that, is, is it something to worry about that he's having a bad night after what was a strong bubble for him? Um, I think, Rich, you had stronger feelings about this. Why don't you take this? Yeah, and, and part of it's just because my expectations for him are so high. I want to see him do well. But, you know, the one, the one thing that really bothered me was that, that Embiid was able to play that and his canter defense on him where he just basically camps out in the paint and let's again, he wasn't Rob wasn't even standing at the three point line. He was like foul line extended and they weren't bothering to, to guard him there. I would love to see that part of his game. I thought he did show a little bit that he can still pass, but defensively he was lost. He could, I mean, he can still close out better than, than, than most guys who've ever lived, but like Embiid was having his way. And granted, this is Joel Embiid. We're talking about, he's going to have his way with, with most defenders, but I, I was, I was let down by just how he was playing defense, just where his mind was on. He looked lost again. He didn't look great on offense. And it was underwhelming, for sure. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to interrupt, guys, with breaking news. Jason Tatum is 7'5 now. I, I just saw this Did as well. Did you see this, too? I'll, this is so yeah, sad. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let oh you see it. I haven't I, seen it. I'm, I'm I know. You have to, Rich, you have to guess. Um, it, it involves a former Celtic. Another former Celtic death? Yes. No, not no, not not like death, just uh an injury. Oh. You have to guess the Celtic. Uh former Celtic. Isaiah Thomas? No. No. Uh, recent uh, Celtic. J- 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 oh, yeah. Kyrie? No. Al? More recent. No. More recent. More recent. Uh like my brain. Three not... months ago he like was three on months the team. ago he was on the team recent. Oh no. Gordon? <laughs> Gordon yeah. Hayward has suffered an avulsion fracture of his fifth finger on his right hand. No shit. So is that the that's the pinky? That's the pinky, I think. Why does he just say pinky? I don't know. That sounds okay. it sounds wimpy. Well, it sounds wimpier if he's kind of missed time with a broken pinky. But that's well, a strong um, hand, which is I imagine a, not good. Um, hey, right, oh man, so, sorry. I, I sidetracked. I, that's not even worth sight. That, that's just sad. Did did what did he did he he broke his wrist? Did he break a finger too with the Celtics? He broke his. I lost hands. track of all the injuries. He broke his hand against the Spurs in that game, right? Right. Aldridge crushed his hand on a pick. Um, That'll happen. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, let's get back to Rob. Sorry, Mike, to interrupt. (laughs) That's a a bummer. Um, (laughs) I mean, I I honestly don't have too much to say about Rob Williams. Like, um, it's the first game. It's against Joel Embiid. Um, You know, I thought that Philly's offense was really – what I expected it to look like. And it's going to be really difficult to guard those pick and rolls where Embiid pot, like, you know, Embiid, I, I don't like when he takes long twos for sure, but he was taking long twos that were like in the flow of a normal offense where, you know, he's setting a screen for Seth Curry and then popping and then getting a wide open look on the catch. Like that is, that's good offense. That's, that's like what doc rivers is talking about when he's talking about like why, 
uh, I guess this is, it's just like brought fl- flashbacks of me of uh, like Rondo getting into the paint and kicking back to KG just for a wide open two point jumper, like 18 footer. Like, so anyway, like I, I think that those are pretty tough to, to handle. I don't think that, you know, Rob was you know, nothing that he did well stood out, unfortunately, but, you know, there were some plays where, you know, you finished a lob or maybe one or two uh, that I can remember. And um, I think he blocked a three or blocked a jumper. Um, yeah, he got Curry in one. Yeah, all the preseason games are just, like, like melded together in my brain right now. <laughs> I'm watching too much preseason NBA right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, I, I'm sure he'll kind of – the speed, the game will slow down, hopefully – as he gets more reps and more minutes and generally it was good to see him start, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think to your point, Mike, on that and to Rich's, uh, you know, valid, I think criticisms, I think he's a backup big right now. Like he's not ready to hang with the big boys yet. Not, not that anyone's ready to hang with Embiid, but like that there might be no worse matchup for Rob Williams in the NBA right now than Embiid. And that was on display last night. He was better in the second half against Howard. And so I think, you're going to see him maybe build some pick and roll chemistry with Pritchard or Teague in that second unit potentially. And, you know, you keep him to 10 to 15 minutes a night, just keep him doing things that, you know, he can do. Hey guys, uh, NFL football continues on this week. Uh, a few surprises at the top of the standings as they push towards the playoffs. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. No matter how the schedules change or the players play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses. Uh, late season, I'll say. Forget the midseason, late season bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, let's let's get some good vibes going. And I know uh, the new PP, Peyton Pritchard. I mean, it's easy. To, it's easy, very easy to overreact to this. But he looks. He, he he's he's at the very least he is ready for the NBA. We could talk about Neesmith and how ready he is and what he's gonna be able to do immediately right off the bat. Pritchard is gonna get a chance, and there's every reason to believe this guy. Maybe he's not gonna do what he did last night, but he's gonna be a factor. Yeah, I love him. Um, he's like maybe my like third or fourth favorite. I mean, first of all, generally speaking, he's like, is he going to be just like the Celtics fan base's favorite player by March? Can we say like hands down easily, like without question? I think Valentine's, um, definitely, I think Valentine's Day. Yeah, sure. Uh, like definitely the most favorite, most favorite the uh you know what i'm saying like, favoritist favoritist sure yeah that sounds much better um uh a rookie among celtics fans and who knows i can't remember anyone who's but anyway like um you know uh, his game is just it's it's scrappy it's skilled he is already got one of those outside shots where it's just like i expect this to go in every time it, it leaves his fingertips um it looks like he can run an offense too, which is really exciting. And he's fearless. <laughs> like he, he looked like this was not his NBA debut at all. <laughs> he looked like he, this was like year six for him. Um, and he's like, he had that one steal. Um, I forget which sixer he kind of poked the ball away from, but like, like Scott, just, 
Yeah, he just isn't afraid to kind of muck it up and and get into the paint either, which is really nice given his size. Um, so yeah, basically he's a flawless human being, and <laughs> I look I look forward to yeah. seeing where this, this takes him. The confidence for me, B Rob, that was that, that was what did it. Like the, his range, he he pulled he pulls. I know you mentioned this too. I mean, so he can shoot. He might be pulling some Dame Lillard shots by by the time March rolls around. But his confidence unapologetically just gunning in his first game uh, as a rookie. You love to see it. You do. And he took good shots in the hole um, on top of all that, um, working, kind of showing off all different parts of his game. But to be honest, guys, the thing I was most um, pleased with from a skills perspective of him, he held his own on defense against a pretty tough team. And so he was, you know, as a rookie – he's going to have to battle like he doesn't have, you know, fantastic athleticism and his size is, you know, six foot two. It's not going to be, he's going to be fighting uphill a lot of nights, but um, he was smart with like switching. He didn't catch himself in bad spots. Like he knew when to like, you know, okay, I'm on Dwight Howard in the post here. I shouldn't be, I'm going to try to get off this as soon as possible. Not like wait till they get the ball to him. And then, like you said, Mike, the, the steal on Mike Scott there, just the, you know, chasing guys around screen screens, like, going up against a guy like Korkmaz, who's like, you know, an average reserve shooter. And like, yeah, Korkmaz didn't do anything. And Pritchard didn't make any big mistakes against them. So was it perfect? No, but we know that for any rookie to get on the floor, like you have to be respectful on that end and under Brad Stevens. And it looks like, you know, he's, he's, the, he's there. He's getting there. I don't know what it says about the Celtics that the two best performances of the night were their two backup point guards, but <laughs> Jeff T can still Jeff T can still get buckets. Oh, that was is that, nice. an over, is that is that an overreaction? I mean, that was wait, was that his best performance in two years, Mike? Like <laughs> maybe the best performance of his career. Um, no, I, I I mean I wasn't expecting that at all. I mean he he like airballed his first floater and then just like hit what like six straight yeah. ridiculous shots like pull up threes. Um, Super impressive. And I mean, there was one where he relocated on along the perimeter after he gave it up to Pritchard and then Pritchard took like a couple of dribbles, sidestepped his defender and found Teague. Like it looked like those two already had developed a chemistry together. I don't know how many minutes uh, they're going to play together because Brad Stevens rarely plays more than one ball handler at a time. <laughs> he does. But yeah, but um but yeah, so it's it's going to be really interesting to see just like how how consistent uh, Teague can be and um, like how many minutes, like first of all, how many minutes do you think, because we talked about this in a previous episode, but how many minutes do you guys think um, like Teague will get versus Pritchard? Like who is going to uh, exceed the other? I mean, Teague's playing 40, Pritchard's like 38, I think, based off of last night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd like to just throw Pritchard out there, right? Yes. I mean, unless it's like, like, and again, I guess we'll see how much they're fighting for seeding or whatever it is. But like, all things being equal, assuming that the Celtics most likely are not contending for a championship this year, I would much rather see PP out there. Well, wait, what was that comment? I, can we can we can we backtrack for <laughs> yeah. a second? Are you trying to slip well, that okay, in? Uh, yeah, no, that's no, a sneaky. Uh, okay, well we'll see if they get Dwayne Deadman, and then then maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll change, change change my prediction. I think. Well, we can, we can get to that next. By the way, uh, on on my Celtics text thread, someone says according to the internet, it's a six to eight week recovery for uh, for the finger for, for Gordon. Good lord, that <laughs> poor guy. I mean, not. I mean, he got a 
120 million dollars he's not i'm not gonna feel too bad for him but um, you guys like that deflect you like that deflection by the way yeah right I, I didn't no <laughs> you're not fooling me <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna punt on a decision on that, Rich, until like you see Kemba. Is that what you're saying, or what's your how you translate? No, I'm I, I'm not feeling great about the Celtics championship championship chances this season. Well, so yeah, so here's here's my overreaction. Tell me if this is an overreaction. The Philadelphia the Philadelphia 76ers are better than the Boston Celtics. Hmm. You know, I really like. I like how Philly looked last night. I liked, uh, I liked their starting five a lot. Um, it's not perfect by any means, but it just it makes a lot of sense. It looked like Embiid. There was one play where Embiid just like, like uh, pirouetted from the three point line to the rim, and he looked like really nimble and like really fast and just powerful. And uh, you know. It, it just makes you think like, okay, this dude could just be a total world beater and unstoppable um, if he actually gets it together. And maybe this is the year he starts getting it together. Uh, so that kind of scares you a little bit. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I guess like a lot of stock in m- myself personally is just like, I think that Jason Tatum is going to take another leap this season and that's going to be the difference. And that's why I think, the Celtics are still to be feared. Um, I also think like if you're the Sixers, whenever you are in trade rumors and a key part of your roster is constantly not worried about whether he's going to get traded, but constantly going on Twitter, seeing his name being mentioned in rumors with James Harden and getting sent to the Rockets. Like I do think that that has some kind of effect on a basketball team. And so how they deal with that is going to be really interesting, but like how the pieces fit, at least with the starting five, I think it's, it's a really good squad depth wise, you know, that's a different question, but the Celtics aren't like the deepest team ever either. So I did not answer your question. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm with Rich. I think it's, I mean, the Sixers are better are going to be a better regular season team than the Celtics this year. I think just based you know, the okay, but, but, is... but like, but like re- regular season, like who cares? Like wh- 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 which team is like going to go farther in the playoffs? Do you think? I think it all depends on doc rivers and the Embiid factor to your point, Mike, that like, if, if doc gets like full buy-in from Embiid and in terms of just working his butt off on the floor and obviously from a, you know, working, staying in shape through what will be a grind of the year. Like I imagine they're going to protect him. They have, you know, solid big man depth in terms of Howard and like, so they don't fall apart defensively when Embiid's not on the floor in terms of rim protection, like they did last year. But um, I think this is the ultimate test for talk. Like you have two guys that in Simmons and Embiid that have all the potential in the world and have not really put it together when it matters. And so we'll see what happens there. But I mean, Doc, I can see it going either way for all the success Doc had. Like, he wasn't able to hold things together in L.A. last year either. And so his track record in the playoffs isn't exactly sparkling either at this point. Yeah. Simmons was a little underwhelming, too. I mean, again, 26 minutes in the first preseason game. But he didn't seem to have that burst that we're used to. Yeah, he was – it'll be interesting to see. Didn't see any jump shots from him either. Um. I, I mean, I guess I'm like, I'm not 
even as concerned about the Sixers as I am. Like, I don't even know if we're going to open this up as a, like an Eastern Conference discussion, but I don't know if you guys have seen KD and the Nets. The Nets look like pretty, you know, KD looks good. That's not what you want if you're a Celtics fan. <laughs> Did he look, I, I mean, he looked good, looked good to see him out there, but I thought he looked like, I think his upper body looks a little bit frail to me. And I know it's KD, right? Like, He's always just, he's never going to be a guy in the weight room. <laughs> but, but it almost looks like it's like as he gets older, starting to look a little bit like, not like boyish, but almost like dad bodish. Hmm. Um, I mean, he still hits like any shot he takes. It doesn't matter what the defense was doing to him. I know it's like, you know, it's a preseason game against the Wizards, whatever. But like, like seeing him catch a pass like 19 feet on the left wing and just like staring at his defender who's also like six nine and then him just like rising up and shooting and it swish like every time it's like he's totally unstoppable and that's what separates him from every other scorer in the league and spots like that but um yeah, that that that's a little worrisome, I think. I mean, honestly, like the physical transformation that is much more strange to me is Kyrie Irving, who just like straight up looks gaunt. Like he's, I don't know how much weight he lost or what this vegan diet he's on is doing, but he he looks like he lost a lot of weight. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Tatum, I mean, Tatum put on ten pounds of muscle. He confirmed today. Tatum did. He looks Tatum like Tatum did. Yeah. But yeah, for Kyrie, I mean, that could be it could be better on his knees, right? Maybe if he if he mm-hmm. lost some weight. But like as we know, he's the king of the honeymoon period, right? Like he's going to be awesome for the first month at least, and then all bets are off. You know, I think I think that the Brooklyn is probably a team that's going to come out of the gate like really strong, really impressive. I wouldn't be surprised if they are challenging the Bucks for the for the for the top seed for the first part of the season, but. I, I still don't have a lot of faith in their long term and the sustainability of that, of that project. They have a ton of depth, which I think will be very helpful this year in terms of they can give one of those guys a night off and then be just fine. Um, if, if assuming they're going to bring Karis Levert off the bench. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's what Steve Nash said. So, Is that right. Wow. Yeah. So, so no, go ahead, Rich. I was going to say, well, because th- that reminds me of one of my takes for this season is that the best, the best case scenario for this Celtics team, no matter how you get there, I still believe is Marcus Smart coming off the bench. Yeah, I think Marcus the- Smart is a six-man of the year candidate is what makes the Celtics the best team that they can be. I think it's a fast – because we know how much Brad loves to c- keep him in that role, like through thick and thin. I don't know if he can with Kemba out, but – to your point, Rich, like when he comes back, I agree. Like that's probably the way to go. Yeah. I, I you know, um, I agree. I think that uh, particularly offensively and then, you know, you're able to kind of utilize Marcus Smart's playmaking um, off the bench as a lead ball handler, which is nice, especially if he's with Jalen. I think that those two with three bench players would be really good. Um but in the before Kemba gets back, but like I don't know, like it's 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 what is you know I think has has anyone asked Marcus like you know firmly what he prefers about um, 
you know, does, does he care about starting? Does he care about coming off the bench? Does he say those things like, you know, does, it's not about who starts, it's about who finishes, or does he, he, does he like care about being in a starting five? So I know a couple of years ago he was in like the last, you know, didn't care. Was he, I think he went to Brad at the start of the season. One, I think it was like May 2017 or something like that. I was like, you know, bring me off the bench because it's better for us. It is interesting now though, when he's the, obviously the longest tenured Celtic here and there's bodies down. I think that'd be a tough, like you can't, you, you have to start him now. Like at this point in the season, there's still, you can't, yeah. even, though, even though it might make sense to like, you know, go Teague and if you have smart to run the second unit and play, you know, be the defensive. Hunt, you're, I don't think he would take that kind of demotion now. Um, but you do wonder like with him getting all defensive honors and whether coming off the bench would impact that like, or not, like you wonder if, if we reach the point where he, he does want to be in the starting five. Yeah, I think Kemba, Jalen, Jason, Grant, and Tristan. That's my ideal starting five, if ever, assuming everybody's healthy. What do you guys think? I actually thought um, as far as the presence starts, and I agree with you, Rich, I think that is ultimately what they get to, whether it's Grant or Tice. I mean, uh, Tice or Thompson, probably going to be Thompson, ideally for most matchups. But Javante Green as a wild card, the, the, the Gerald Green type wild card in the starting five, I think that like – if you put Tice in the starting lineup instead of Rob Williams, I, I kind of think that works to, to start the season because Javante looked pretty good defensively. Um, and they're going to cheat off him on the perimeter, but he can at least, you know, get to the rim and, you know, hurt you another way beyond the three point line. So like, that's a good way potentially to get a guy in there to, to keep, Brown and smart and, and, and Tatum from having to chase around like a really fast uh, shooter all night, um, at least in those starting minutes. And then you don't have to put a pressure on, you know, the likes of Pritchard and Neesmith to like jump into that starting five for now. I think my fear with Javante, I mean, obviously you want a guy, you want him to hit his shots for sure. Um, so that's TBD, but also I just don't think there's enough playmaking in that lineup. Yeah. But, like I like I think Tatum has definitely made strides as a playmaker. Um, maybe it was just because it was the first preseason game, but like there were some times where he just did not make the right read at all last night. Like he just wanted to shoot, which yep. sure you're Jason Tatum, but like so if Jason Tatum is your second best playmaker in a lineup, um, and like Javante is an exclamation point, and Jalen, we've already talked about him and kind of his issues as as a as a ball mover um like i don't know i I just don't think that there's enough uh like vivacity uh in that way um especially with like a five who just is obviously not going to get thrown the ball and and make a play like thompson or tice so that that would be my concern with javante like as a full-time starter but i think that that just speaks to the issues that this team has offensively with Kemba not there um and it's like it's it's more worrisome than I think I anticipated honestly but again I really hate the preseason because I don't want (laughs) to be thinking seriously about anything that I saw I mean they might not be able to sit on the straight exception too long Rich if we you know depending on how quickly like Neesmith or one of the other guys I don't like Carson Edwards I'm sorry like he probably isn't can't be on the team much longer either like if he unless he starts showing something because you you have you have Pritchard for that role now and Pritchard already looks to be surpassing him 
And then you would probably want Waters over, <clears throat> right. excuse me, over Carson. Because there's, there's no main this year, right? So there's no main be... this year. So, right. Everyone's going to be with the team. So it's like, all right, like, you know, you can, that's, you're not developing anyone. So, and Carson Edwards is, I know you got him signed through next year, but like, he's a borderline NBA player. Right. And the, and the way everything's going in this league, just with you, I mean, you want to stock up on wings. You got Kemba, Smart. Pritchard, Teague, Tremont, Edwards. I mean, a that's lot. A, lot of, <laughs> that, a lot of small guys. That's, that, that, that's a lot. Yeah, exactly. But you said that, that they're going to have to maybe move this trade exception. Like, you're going to, you want to use it to, to make yourself a contender, not to make yourself just a little bit better, right? For, For sure. Short, short, short term. Well, I don't see the rush. Like, you use it if, if the time is right, but not because you, you feel pressured because, like, at the present moment, you're sort of dealing with some injuries or, or whatever it is. Yeah, like, not wait to the trade deadline. I mean, like, you know, you use it in February as opposed to, like, the, the deadline in March. Um, like, if you're, gonna, if you're going to um, – Buddy Heald? No. A smaller guy. I want, like, you want – I think you want a couple of players, to be honest. I think that's your better bet than one big salary. Um, like George Hill, Trevor Reza, if he's got anything left, um, Aaron Gordon, if Orlando falls apart. Well, Gordon right. works for me. Reza, I mean, I don't want the, an, an old guy that we're just throwing in that, that usually a contender will do to put, put him over the top. I just don't think that that's what this team needs. Like, they have Jeff Teague, right? Like, I mean, you might need a wing though. Like he's a wing. Yeah. Gordon excitement excites me. Pino. Gordon, I think would be best case scenario. He's looked pretty good in the preseason. Who? Aaron Gordon. Uh, he has. No? Yeah. no, no, he has. He's done some things, particularly with his outside shot, that have made NBA tw- Twitter drool a little bit. But, like, I, d- I don't, you know, I don't know what Orlando's doing. So, Neither it would be they. nice. <laughs> no, they don't. So, I, you know, that would be really nice to add a player like that for sure. And I think they would do it, you know, the sooner the better. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Hill and Ariza, you know, that's not really something to get excited about. I do think it would it would for sure help. And, um, I mean, it would also send a message, like, that they are definitely cons- – they definitely are not uh, agreeing with you, Rich, and that they feel like they can win the championship this season. Um, that's, well, I, didn't that's- gonna, I didn't know they were going – I didn't know that they were going to maybe add Trevor Ariza. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean the the Lakers are reportedly interested. I mean the like the defending champs. If he's good enough for them, he should be good enough for the Celtics. Um, no, but, that's the thing. He's good enough for a team that's already the defending champs and are clearly one of the top two or three teams in the league. That's where you want Trevor Ariza. Yeah, I know, but you know the Celtics did go to the conference finals last year. Rich, they are a good team. Um, I'm frankly stunned by your negativity on this. Uh, this I think this they're a good team. They're, I think they'll be a real, I think they're going to win. We got 72 games. So I don't know if I, if I can say they'll win 50, I wouldn't be surprised if they won 50 games. I think they will be a solid team. I think they will be a lot of, I think it'll be hard. They'll have a harder time, a harder time beating some of the shittier teams, but I think they're going to be like fourth or fifth seed in the East. Mm. But that's but kinda, you don't like, you don't like your playoff chops with, if Kim was back, you don't like, I, I'm, I, I just assume that they're going to use this exception to, you know, they're going to see what they have in the first month, see which young guys can fill in, see what Teague has left. And then 
you find guys that can fill holes and you, you look for other teams that are falling apart and want to dump salary in the middle of the pandemic. And you, you swoop in there and you find the guy or the two guys that, you know, will give you a chance this year and obviously beyond this year, cause you're going to have to keep them because you have no other way really to improve the team beyond the mid level for the next few seasons. Yeah. I think a lot depends on Kemba. Sure. Like that, that could be a game changer. Like I, I, I don't, I mean, we were saying if if they have the Kemba that they had in last year's playoffs, you think they're making a run to the conference finals again? No. And yeah, so I guess it depends on what this on what this uh, how these stem cells work, because <laughs> it's either that it's either that or surgery, you know. Yeah, I mean that's a we'll have that conversation another day, but that will that would be quite the turning point if uh, if he goes down that road. Um, I think any any. Stray thoughts here, gentlemen. Um, I think we covered pretty much everything of interest from last night. Um, did your mic go out? Did it? Yeah, Sounds good like for me. Seconds. Sounds good. Yeah, I might. I might have just moved away from it. Um, There's nothing on my notes that I did not bring up. All right, so maybe uh, maybe s- subscribe to the Winning Plays podcast. Um, that works. Fall Rich at Rich underscore Levine at Michael V. Pina, uh, at Brian T. Rob, at Winning Plays Pod. Thanks for those who gave us a shout out to Chad Finn in terms of their favorite NBA podcast this week. Oh, I didn't see that. I uh, saw a few people throw us in the mix there. Um, Not enough, but a few. Yeah, I mean, the, the important We love all of our fans. Yes. We do. Uh, are you gonna, uh, Pina, are you going to change to SI Michael V. Pina now? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I won't be doing that. Good, good. Very, very happy for you. All right. Boston, well, Boston Sports Journal B. Rob didn't, didn't yeah, fit into BSGA B. Rob is not. Ooh, is not, uh, that, has a, that has a good yeah. ring to it, though. Yeah, it's BTR BSJ. <laughs> we'll, work, we'll, 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 we'll workshop that. Um, all right. Well, uh, hey, real regular season basketball next week, guys. Little, Crazy. Yeah. Bucks and Exciting. Nets. Should be fun. Um, we should have some reaction to that ahead of uh, the holiday. Um, so stay tuned and uh, congrats again to Mike. And we'll talk to you guys next week.